Greetings from Longtime No See, the podcast. Every week, we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on? A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my God, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. Two, set, pop! I have kind of like a funny, cute, weird story to tell you. Yeah. Um, you know how like every couple has like their weird things that they do together. Yeah. Everyone, I, I hope that everyone can feel like they are their biggest, weirdest self with their significant other, you know, mm-hmm. just your true weirdo. So Jordan and I are super weird together. And throughout our relationship, we've had like little funny things that like he does that just cracks me up. Like, if you know me well, like, you know, there's not a lot of things that really, truly makes me laugh out loud, especially just out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. But um, Jordan is able to do it anytime. Well, that's good. And <laughs> so earlier he was like sitting on the couch and I was just kind of messing with him, you know, like poking him, trying to tickle him or whatever, just being annoying. He had just gotten home from work, so I needed mm-hmm. attention. And um, <laughs> he just out of nowhere puffed his lips up, puffed his cheeks out and puffed his chest out and was just like, <laughs> like, oh, my you gosh, know, like, a, <laughs> like a puffer fish, like out of <laughs> like <laughs> so random, so random. Like, this is what he does, like this physical comedy. And so, like, it cracked me up so much. And I'm like, oh, my God, you look just like a puffer fish. Just the way he puffed his chest. It was mm-hmm. like I messed with him too much. It just made him, like, expand into <laughs> it. That's so funny. Like a defense tactic. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I just wanted to share that with you because I thought it was That's hilarious. really funny and super cute. Oh, that is so cute. I can so see him doing that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He does weird shit like that all the time. And it's one of the reasons why I love him so much, because like it just it gets me right there. It just makes me crack up so much. So that's good. <laughs> Anyways, just wanted to share. So, yeah, on that note, welcome back, Iconics. And if you're new to the podcast, I'm Kayla. And I'm Bethany, and this is Standing BTS. Yes. Yes, welcome to another wonderful episode where we get to hang out for about an hour and just talk about BTS. What a wonderful hour it is, too. But disclaimer, this is an informative fangirl podcast. That means that we're going to fangirl, laugh, and learn a little bit along the way. Yep, that's right. This is an explicit podcast, though, so if you aren't cool with that, you can dip out now. We won't blame you. Totally. But if you're down for some, Jungkook is such an incredible lyricist and producer. He really is. Or I think I can speak on behalf of all armies that Jen during Stay Gold wrecks us all. Oh my god, he really does. So if you're here for that, then you're in the right place. So for an overview of today's episode, we're going to discuss BTS's newly released Japanese album, Map of the Soul 7, The Journey. So we're going to talk about each of the new songs on the album, and then we're going to share our thoughts on the various promotional performances that were also released. Mm -hmm. But before we get into today's episode, we want to say thank you, Iconics, for being here and for supporting us. If you'd like to support us even further and have access to our Google Docs full of episode notes, Notes, important links and pictures, or if you'd like to have access to some of our pre-recording conversation sessions, um, you can do that by donating monthly to our Patreon at patreon.com slash standingbts. Or if you'd like, you can make a one-time donation at paypal.me slash standingbtspodcast. Your support helps us to improve the quality of our content and to continue putting out weekly episodes. Any type of support is super appreciated. Thank you for being here and thank you for listening. Yes, thank you guys. 
Um, Our charity of the month for the month of July is Conservation International. Please continue to support Conservation International alongside of us. Your donations help to empower societies to responsibly and sustainably care for nature, our global biodiversity, and for the well-being of humanity. Yes, thank you guys for donating alongside us and continue to donate and support Black Lives Matter as well. Yes, as well. Okay, so for some introductory information, Map of the Soul 7 The Journey was released on July 14th, 2020 as BTS's fourth Japanese studio album. This album is their first full-length Japanese album in two years since the 2018 Face Yourself. The album contains Japanese versions of songs from their Love Yourself Answer, Map of the Soul Persona, and Map of the Soul 7 albums, as well as four new original Japanese tracks, including Intro Calling, the lead single Stay Gold, Your Eyes Tell, and Outro The Journey. Yeah, so... I saw some confusion online about these previous songs, about these songs from previous albums showing up on this album. Um, so I just wanted to clarify. Typically, with their Japanese albums, they're not their goal is not to release an entirely new album. Rather, I think it's to just provide their music to their Japanese audience in Japanese, just because they know the language more and they're able to do it. Um, and mm-hmm. that way they're also able to cross over into the J-pop scene a little bit. So mm-hmm. they put all of their hit best songs that are already amazing in Korean and they put them in Japanese so they can show up and be in that community as well. Yeah. And this is kind of a common thing that goes on with some K-pop groups where Mm -hmm. they'll do a Japanese release as well or Japanese album. I know that twice does this and I'm sure other groups do as well. Yeah. So it wasn't ever intended to be a fully new with all new songs. Although we are very excited about the four new songs on this album and we really like them. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So something that they did that was really cool with this release was this BTS Map of the Soul 7 The Journey online showcase event. And we were really confused on social media seeing all of these yeah. clips. Like, where are they coming from? What are these where videos are people from? watching it? Yeah, yeah, I checked, you know, I checked all the places. YouTube, both of their, you know, like their Japanese channel on YouTube, Weverse, uh, VLive, everything. Nowhere. Where Everywhere. is it? What is yeah. it? Yeah. So this event was only available for Japanese armies who bought the actual physical album in Japan. Um, so almost like a bang bang con the live event but only for japanese armies buying the album i think that's very cool super exclusive they did very exclusive yeah (laughs) they did a 50 minute talk slash performance where they performed the some some of the songs from the album um and then they also just kind of all sat and talked about it answered questions about it um so a very, very cool um, experience that they did there for this release. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They also released a variety of performances through various um, Japanese broadcasting networks. There was many different sources. We're not really familiar with these networks, um, but these performances essentially took on the role of comeback stages. So we have seen these uh, comeback stages from various sources such as NHK, NTV's Buzz Room Rhythm 02, Japan TBS CDTV, and of course, the online showcase event that we just mentioned. Yeah. So this was really all kind of confusing for both you and I, because I, I mean, maybe because we were new armies, I don't remember it as much, or I maybe didn't have any re- like connection or resources to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but like when Face Yourself was released, I don't remember them doing this type of Japanese comeback performance type things that they did to promote their new Japanese album for The Journey. Yeah, So it was really different. Yeah, for sure. What I remember as far as promotion for Face Yourself was just that they had concerts in Japan that they performed Mm. those Japanese songs at. But I don't remember, I don't recall them doing like specific promos and specific like performances put out. Um, maybe they're doing that because of COVID and it's like, it's not like they can go have a concert in Japan. Maybe that's exactly what they're doing. So that's why it was different this time around. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And they weren't interesting. Yeah. And it wasn't like they were advertised very much too. Like I just Mm -mm. saw random, you know, clips here and there on social media and had to find where they came from, but it wasn't like, here's our comeback stages, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, long story short, we're kind of confused on where a lot of it all took place. And, you know, we just don't know a lot of these Japanese networks and, you know, we didn't, obviously we didn't have access to the online showcase event. So we were kind of a little blindsided by it. But during research, this is kind of what we what we gathered and collected from from what we could. Mm-hmm. But let's go ahead and get into the new songs on the album. So the very first song that is new for their Map of the Soul 7, the Journey Japanese album is Intro Calling. So Intro Calling, it starts off with this really beautiful instrumental and it just mm-hmm. builds it really builds it's very uplifting and ambient but what i really love with this beginning instrumental if you listen carefully you know it's so it's very uplifting so you hear these major chords but there's twice where this happens where there's this minor chord change and it really adds to the depth and complication of the the instrumental there at the beginning. Mm-hmm. It sounds a little mysterious and just, mm-hmm. yes, it's very uplifting and it builds, but then there's this weird minor chord in there that I'm like, whoa, that just really threw me off for a second. Yeah, I feel like that minor, those two little minor chords really take the the instrumental from being really good to really great. Like the Mm -hmm. depth that it adds to the song um, just makes it a little perplexing and a little more interesting. Definitely. It caught my ear for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, But also with intro calling, there's a lot of abstract remixing that happens. And this is a consistency with their other Japanese albums, especially for the intros and outros. So it was just really kind of cool to hear that being brought back in and in a different way so it it just seems experimental to me where they just test and trial new sounds and producing producing that they don't normally do for their their regular albums Mm -hmm. it it makes me think of them like dabbling into a different medium like in art when an artist will like oh normally I use acrylic but today I'm going to use these I'm going to use watercolor or something and it's Mm -hmm. doing the same kind of thing but in such a different way um as far as far as song production goes and it really is it makes me think of art like fine art when they experiment in this way it's really creative the way that they're playing with the music and Mm -hmm. I would go so far as to say that it is magnificent the way that they play with all these sounds and blend them together and um you know still are able to make a very perplexing interesting beautiful song and it is lyricless and you know it doesn't really have vocals in it either yeah yeah Yeah. definitely um, I feel like it's a really bright and meditative song. Like you were saying, it's very uplifting. I feel like this is a song that, you know, you listen to like before meditating or right after meditating or something mm-hmm. like it just has that kind of bringing you up and out feeling with yeah. it. Yeah, This yeah. very transitional sound. Yes. Mm-hmm. That, that brings that. Um, there's also distorted vocals within the song from Stay Gold. And again, this is a common thing that BTS do for their Japanese albums. Mm-hmm. So I always go back to uh, Face Yourself because that was our yeah. first Japanese album that was released. And they sample songs like Let Go and um, and Best of Me in it. So to hear that Stay Gold is sampled within this intro just makes so much sense for me. And I love that like they're changing it up, but there's still these like little consistencies. Yeah, the consistencies throughout their Japanese albums is so interesting to me. And again, makes me think of like it's being a different section of their art, you know, and another area that they can kind of express themselves a little bit differently. And I just think it's so interesting. Um, 
This usage of vocalization as a means of like production really adds to the ambiance of the song because it's not, there's not like true vocals coming through. You know, it's not, you're not really Mm -hmm. meant to be able to pick out a bunch of different lyrics or whatever, but it's filling in the instrumental so well and so masterfully. Um, And I think it's a really good priming song for the album because it has that uplifting, bright feeling that is perfect for bringing us into what stay gold makes us feel like mm-hmm. um but it having really those captivates you and brings yeah. you in yeah i love that you said it primes you yeah um and having those distorted vocals of stay gold like i think it's cool that the next song is stay gold and it's just kind of like the it's a little bit of a teaser a little bit of a like you said captivating captivating mm-hmm. your interest into it completely yeah um, so getting into Stay Gold, this is the lead single of the album. And as far as production wise, we're kind of a little sad to say, but we will talk about it here in a second, mm-hmm. that this was not written or produced by BTS at all. Um, which, which is so rare. So rare. Not the norm for them. I, I ask you to go to any of their albums, especially all these recent ones, um, and find a song that a BTS member's name is not on because mm-hmm. it's, I would say, like barely any you know um we've I gone, can't we, think of one <laughs> I can't think of one I mean we've gone through these albums for album reviews so we've looked mm-hmm. at who produces and writes and arranges each song and we know that it's you know a combination of any of the members and like p-dog you know so um yeah it's interesting that this song was not written or produced by them at all. It was written and produced by UTA, KM Market, Jun, and Sunny Boy. We don't really know why they wouldn't have worked on this song themselves. It was supposed to be the lead single and original soundtrack for this Japanese show called Spiral Labyrinth DNA Science Investigation. Um, the show's release was postponed due to COVID. So the release of this song was postponed. Um, so we don't know if maybe, oh, okay, it was supposed to be an OST. So they wanted something specific and BTS didn't write it. Um, they just wanted them to perform it or something. Um, but regardless of that, it's still a really catchy song and it's still a good song and they do perform it very, very well. Um, Jin actually said, he's quoted saying, the key point of this song is the chorus. If you listen to it once, uh, it'll probably get stuck in your head, which is absolutely so true. Very true. I, when we went into record just now to get us motivated, we rewatched some of the, the performances of stay gold And wow, I mean, we both were just singing to it the whole Mm -hmm. time. Like, stay. How can you not? How can you not? It's just so, so wonderful to just belt it over and over. Stay gold, stay gold. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely catchy and get stuck in your head. Yeah. But the way that BTS deliver this song, it is just beyond uplifting and it's just this sense of overjoyment and you get this huge wave of serotonin because Mm -hmm. it's just that the way that they deliver it makes you feel like you can just take on the world. Like it's very inspiring that I could overcome anything and that I should stay true to myself, even in times of despair. And Mm -hmm. you know, I got to stay gold and that we're all golden and special and that, you know, to not, to not get down on ourselves, even when times are tough. That feeling, that wave of serotonin, just like it is immense for me when listening to this song. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm on top of the world, you know, as I'm singing, Stay Go. Yeah. You know, it's so good. You just and feel I mean, happy. You feel good. You feel happy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, regardless of the lyrics, because we're honestly not even going to get into the lyrics specifically, um, because it wasn't written by BTS we feel the lyrics are not, you know, that substantial. And something we also want to add is like the rap verses too are not that there's not much going on with the rap verses. And we think that a big contributor is that BTS did not 
actually work on this song which is crazy right there's words there but there's not a lot of like deeper thought or content behind the words which normally we get in bts songs um so i think you can kind of tell that from the the lack of complex rap verses or you know anything else mm-hmm. um that this really wasn't written by them yeah um, but i do like you know, the mantra of stay gold i love the mantra of it and i think like the stay gold and the feeling that BTS puts behind when they sing this song, their delivery, you get, you understand the whole thing just mm-hmm. from listening without any lyrics, without looking up what it means, you know exactly. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I really enjoy that. Yeah. Young ended up saying that the message of this song is don't lose your spark, although there aren't only good things in the world. It's a beautiful song with this message. And mm-hmm. that really, I felt, summed up what Stay Gold is. Yeah. What a good time for them to release a song like this too. Like mm-hmm. this type of music, this type of uplifting music is what we really need right now. We all and need I, it, yeah. you know, I feel like when I'm getting down about this global pandemic and this whole situation and all of my worries about like the impending school year and everything, um, when I listen to this song, I can kind of feel like it's gonna be okay i can feel yeah. more positive about yeah. it that yeah so we can overcome this that it'll right you know things will get better and not to lose my spark for me to stay gold don't lose your spark yeah yeah we're all staying gold mm-hmm. so for the performances of stay gold i just right off the bat here have to talk about jen and how powerful he is with this song especially when he's singing stay gold because it kind of like keeps going up like increments like the the chords or notes i wish i knew more about music but like you know it builds and he goes Mm -hmm. up a little bit in pitch and oh man you can see him when he performs this he is so powerful he is belting he is giving Mm. all of his breath into this stay gold every time he sings it and i just oh man i like when every time he sings stay gold i'm like wrecked 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 (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i sorry i thought about the term that you're describing the key changes when every single time that he goes up in a you know in a pitch belting Mm -hmm. out stay gold oh my god he's so incredible i love in this song um the stay gold is kind of shared by like him and jimin Mm -hmm. and jimin's like beautiful runs like his beautiful tone of his voice balancing with jen's powerhouse Mm -hmm. is just I think it's awesome. It's, it's it makes for such a good sound, mm-hmm. um, and really props to the vocal line all around. Like their voice, Young's like honey voice. Jungkook, of course, beautiful always. Stable yeah. King, just perfection. Stable. He really yeah. he. I will say Jungkook carries this song, and I mm-hmm. I kind of feel the same way about Your Eyes Tell when we get into it. But yeah. like he's not doing a whole lot of showing off. As much as some of like, especially Jin and Jimin in this song, right. but he's just that that stable, consistent vocalization that goes on. That's still beautiful, so beautiful and controlled. But yeah, he I think he drives drives the whole song. Jungkook, he's does. like the foundation, you know, yeah. lead singer mm-hmm. foundation, just being a really great base for everybody to be able to build mm-hmm. off of. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. this this episode might as well just be like a vocal line episode. <laughs> I'm just thinking about like everything we're about to get into. Seriously. Um, but for the Stay Gold performance, I really love how all of them are just happy and cute and bouncing. But specifically Young just wrecks me and makes my heart melt with how playful and cute he is. There's a couple times where he winks at us and he's just having a really good time being a good boy, you know, and just yeah. being so cute and happy. Yeah, I especially love G Cook at the end, wrapping the song up together, singing back and forth. I think it is so cute. Adorable. They kind of <laughs> mirror each other. They make the same movements and like turn and look and smile at each other. It is so fucking adorable. It's so adorable. I love that they that they clearly plan to do that with each other. Yeah super cute um something else that to me is hilarious is like the rap line are essentially like 
non-existent like not doing anything they have very short verses you know super quick little verses this is a very vocal line dominant song and so for Mm -hmm. the majority of these performances regardless if they're like standing or sitting or whatever they're just kind of there you know chilling chilling (laughs) um but something that is totally unnecessary and uncalled for is the way that namjoon decides to chill okay like yeah (laughs) In this one video, he was sitting over to the side. Like, he was all the way on the end. He is not supposed to be grabbing attention, okay? (laughs) And he's over there, like, just looking like this fucking CEO daddy. Like, looking way too hot. This camera angle is, like, hitting his jawline. And, um, yeah, so I was completely wrecked by him during these performances. Yeah, jaw clenched just slightly. Mm -hmm. (sighs) stop like come on Ugh. and then uncalled for <laughs> uncalled for um and then uh what's kind of funny and cute is that yoongi there's one performance where they're seated and he's like literally sitting still the entire time just like chilling um but then of course hobie is sitting right next to him bringing this mm-hmm. cute like happy energy um mm-hmm. so there's like this really cute soap balance right there yeah right there yeah but the rap line yeah. does so little that they're literally it's just little, trying to vibe yeah it's a little amusing to watch just because what are they supposed to do yeah. some of the songs i will say like you can hear them going a or yeah or it's whatever. funny the ad libs that they add in because yeah. like what else are they doing what are they gonna do yeah yeah (laughs) so the next song on the album that is a newer song is your eyes tell the track is going to be featured in the original soundtrack of a japanese film which is also titled your eyes tell but this song is especially significant because of the production this track was co-written and produced by none other than our golden maknae, Jian Jungkook. Yes! And it is such a beautiful melody, mm-hmm. and really, it just melts our hearts, and just to hear that this was written by Jungkook, you can really see it put forth in the song. You can see a lot of his style put in, and the lyrics as well. Yeah, completely. You can tell that this is from, from him, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, he does such a beautiful job with putting this song together and i'm just so so proud of him like i am too i think this song is absolutely beautiful and uh just so passionate and incredible like the production of it it's it's catchy but it's powerful and it's a little bit somber and it's you know yeah yeah without even looking up the lyrics no you you definitely feel emotion with this song Mm -hmm. it provokes a lot of emotion yeah it's a very strong song in that regard um we're gonna talk about some of the lyrics specifically in this song because uh, since it was written by a bts member of course (laughs) they're incredible and deep um so one of the ones that i want to talk about right at the beginning literally first lyrics of the song jungkook says why are my eyes filled with tears and taehyung i imagine taehyung is like turning to him and he Mm -hmm. says hey stay by my side and laugh and oh my god i love it because that's so sweet this is i mean if you're i'm thinking about this song as jungkook you know writing to his youngs Mm -hmm. as he does Mm -hmm. because he just feels such love for them and this is it's just uh it's setting up the tone of the song of having this sadness but still this this hope of well let's just laugh together let's stay together and laugh you know um but it's so sweet that it's take hook um yeah just it's so fitting it's so fitting because mm-hmm. jungkook really is a sensitive boy like he really feels a lot yeah and to hear Young, who's this total goofball say you know hey stay by my side and laugh mm-hmm. it's very sweet yeah it's take hook <laughs> take hook and take hook um but i just think i'll just say right now that i think the way that jungkook kind of wrote these lines i think he wrote them for different people you know and i think not only is there really an a mostly even division of lines in these in this song but i think that he wrote them with intention among the vocal line yeah among the vocal line mm-hmm. uh for sure so the next line i want to talk about is where it says even the darkness we see is so beautiful please believe me And then Jimin says, looking only directly at you so you don't go away. Um, 
And to me, this kind of spoke to me because it like the darkness we see is so beautiful. It's like even in the darkest of times, you can look back on it or even in the moment, you can still find things that you're grateful for. Um, you can look back on a dark time and see where you grew from it and what you got from it. Um, Mm -hmm. and so you can say that even though that was a dark time, it is, there is still beauty in it. And I love that sentiment. Um, it's very true. It's very true. And then the looking only directly at you so you don't go away just makes me think of, again, like uh, Jungkook's big desire and BTS's desire to stay together and to, like, continue, you know, like, they keep mentioning, like, oh, 10, 15, 20 years, like, whatever, you know, Um, and just just looking at each other, looking to each other so that way they don't fade away into nothing, you know? None of them want that. None of them want that, but Mm -hmm. that seems to be a fear that they all have Mm -hmm. is somehow becoming disconnected from each other or like something in their future uh, just kind of pulls them apart. And that's a fear for all of them and they just don't want to lose each other. Yeah, I think they're still kind of going through that trauma of the potential disbanding that they spoke about Mm -hmm. and like that worry of getting back to that place you know but I feel like when any of them speak about anything related to this topic now they just talk about like how much they want to be together like Jimin just said he hopes that in 20 years they they could still have dorm life like you know why not you know oh so sweet Yeah. yeah They just love each other so much. Um, A line that I really liked from Your Eyes Tell is, the gazing eyes are so colorful. I'll give my everything to you. Still unable to verbalize the hopeless dream in my heart. So I love just the the description of these gazing eyes are so colorful um, that like all of all of his members and I even go as far to say army too that like he wants to give himself to to everyone Mm -hmm. to all of us and to BTS because like he just sees such beauty and he just you know really admires all of us I mean he has like army tattooed on his hand that has also incorporated the other members like stage names so it just blows my mind but then the the second half where the lyrics say still unable to verbalize the hopeless dream in my heart Mm. i think that the way that they're feeling and the way that jungkook is feeling is hard to verbalize and i think like we've talked about just the BTS and ARMY relationship and how it's really hard to explain. So for him to say this like hopeless dream in his heart that he feels like this dream is almost hopeless, like that is maybe not possible, but he can't even really get it out how mm-hmm. he how he really feels and what he really wants from like all of this. Well, because doesn't it seem like this dream, like what if you asked him, what's your ultimate dream regarding BTS? It seems like it would be for us to always be together and make music together, right? Mm -hmm. And that does seem like a hopeless dream. You brought up a really good point in our research yesterday when talking about this. And you said that look at all of these different boy bands. Look at all these different groups. You know, not just K-pop groups, but Western groups. They all end up coming to an end. They disband. They go off. They, you know, do individual music or stop making music or whatever. Um, And so there's almost like this inevitability feeling where Mm -hmm. people, you know, people are almost expecting, just waiting for this to happen to BTS also. There's this anticipation of this impending doom that like something is going to happen where somehow they like end up disbanding or Mm -hmm. whatever. And I think it's just because of the pressure of uh, historically how things have gone. Yeah. And, and I'm sure that they talk about it. They think about it. I'm sure their friends and family and even armies and people who are just acquaintances may even bring this up to them. I'm sure if it's crossed my mind and your mind, surely it's crossed theirs mm-hmm. a lot. Um, and I think like even in some docuseries, we see them hit the topic of this and just to to see that they almost disbanded at one point as well. Like, I Jungkook's life is literally BTS, mm-hmm. you know? So I can't imagine how devastating of an idea and concept that is for him. Yeah. So, yeah. And also it's this worry about if they 
if they start to lose popularity, if there's a decline in the amount of new armies or the amount of album sales or whatever, you know, if that's going to have an effect on them being together and making music too. So there's like this worry about how good can we be? How long can we stay number one? And I think, you know, don't come after me because I'm the biggest BTS stan, but like, there's going to be another generation and there's going to be somebody who breaks more records and, you know, it's just, it's going to happen. And I hope that, you know, just for the sake of the culture that it does, you know, that there's always mm-hmm. growth and progress. Um, that doesn't mean that I'm ever going to stop standing BTS and thinking that they're the best group in the world. Yeah. But if there is a, you know, if somebody comes along, that's gets more support than them and is better than them, you know, what does that mean for them at that point? I I would still support them, but I'm sure they're wondering what does our future hold in that case? Yeah. There's a lot of worry mm-hmm. that I'm sure goes with that. Mm-hmm. Ugh, getting on deep topics. Um, I know. I'm just going to share all of Hobie's verse because it's pretty short. And he says, shadows of the past keep on chasing me, but the more I try to escape and struggle, the more it follows but I still want to hold on to it. Wherever you are, I'll find you to a tomorrow of us. And I just love this whole thing because it's that kind of the same theme that we're going on. Like the first part of this verse is talking about this worry. And the second part is is this hopefulness that it's going to be okay and they will find each other. Um, I also really wanted to bring this up because he brings up this shadow, obviously such a big theme in Map of the Soul 7. Um, Mm -hmm. And again, bringing it up at how this shadow, everything that's, you know, on them, clutching to them from their past is really still there and hanging on to them, trying to drag them down. Um, But they're still choosing, to me, this verse is saying they're still choosing to hold on to each other, to find each other, to find a tomorrow Mm -hmm. for them, whatever that may look like. It kind of acknowledges those conflicts of of the past Mm -hmm. that could potentially lead to further conflicts or conflicts that they know they'll come across in the future. But again, having that optimism of, you know, wherever we are, we'll find each other, the tomorrow of us. It's interesting that you put it that way, like in the scope of their past conflicts too, not just anything external that's acted on them. Um, But it's almost like a, like a, a relationship like a, a marriage or something yeah where well it is you get into <laughs> big arguments and you have big comp- conflicts and there are really complex issues that go along with married life and you know being two adults together you know um but you know that throughout everything throughout every conflict that your relationship is the most important and that you will outlast mm-hmm. and figure out whatever issues there are going on because you just know know that your relationship's more important um and this verse kind of seems like that's what they're that's what they're doing that's what they're actively choosing Mm -hmm. like their their love and their relationship can conquer all of that Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so lastly the line that i also really liked was to be loved to love someone i'll become your eye for the adventure that lies ahead so Again, this I love this kind of optimism here at the end of of mentioning love and becoming your eye and for the adventure that lies ahead mm-hmm. that maybe for for all of BTS or even their relationship with Army that maybe it'll be different in the future but you know there's still love and that you know we've really become a part a major part of each other's lives and they've become a major part of each other's lives and that even though in the future things are going to be different, that's inevitable because they will be. Um, they're seeing it and looking at it as an adventure mm-hmm. ahead that, you know, something new, something to, to look forward to yeah. instead of, um, you know, not be looking forward to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I'll become your eye. I'll be looking out for you is what that's saying to me, you know, together and mm-hmm. I'll look out for you and you'll look after me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
I love that. I love this mm-hmm. song. Like, I got, I mean, these lyrics are incredible, but I feel like I got all of this emotion and feeling, and I knew that it was going to be something super deep and passionate just from mm-hmm. listening to the song. Definitely, yeah. It's a ballad. It's a total ballad. Uh, I really do think it's a lot about, like, a f- you know, this fear of losing each other, but ultimately knowing that the love is everlasting and mm-hmm. it can never be lost. Yeah, so true. I love that you said it's a ballad. It's a total ballad. It's like, mm-hmm. ugh. And they do ballads so well. Our vocal line is just yeah, the vocal line. incredible for ballads. Yes. Ugh, wow. So for the performances of this song, we really have to hone in on how Jungkook's voice is so emotionally devoted to mm-hmm. how he sings and delivers the song. I, right at the beginning of the song when he's looking at you while he's singing these super sweet comforting lyrics and you're just mm-hmm. oh man he really hits you and you can just yeah. see all of the the feeling and emotion that he's putting into it yeah you know one could argue that um these lyrics have nothing to do with bts themselves and they just wrote it because it is a a soundtrack for this movie and you know it's fitting that theme or whatever but when you see jungkook's performance when you see the emotion behind his eyes and you hear it in his voice you know that these lyrics are true to him yeah you know that he wrote them from a a a real place of of knowledge and real emotions definitely yeah I really enjoyed the performances of the song because I felt like they were so simple, um, like really low production value in that they didn't have like a stage that, I mean, they didn't have props or anything. One of the performances was literally like stools and a red curtain behind them very simple but super high quality you know low production cost but super high quality in that like the vocals are incredible the you know the passion the emotion everything is incredible that it's like you they stripped away everything else that could distract from bts because honestly they don't need it they don't need any of that to keep your Mm -hmm. attention all you need to keep our attention for this performance is just them sitting there and singing it because it's just that stunning they can just really focus in and we can really focus in on just their vocals for this performance Mm -hmm. and for this song yeah Mm -hmm. dude their vocal ranges for this song are insane like i know they all do they all go from very low to very high and different Mm -hmm. variations of belting it out and kind of a crescendo and decrescendo and Mm -hmm. lots of vocal control with like what they do and how they do it um again so many props to the vocal line for their amazing vocals yeah you were saying earlier only bts where the performances sound better than the the track yeah like literally i was listening to these tracks in the car with jordan and i was like man you really have to listen to these you really have to watch these live performances because jen's vocals are gonna blow you away when you listen to it live you know Mm -hmm. it's like even better than the actual record um i just bts really is the only one that their their live is better than the cd Mm -hmm. yeah yeah So the last new song for the album is their outro, which is outro the journey and just kind of like the intro, we get a lot of that instrumental and it has so many varying changing beats and tones that just kind of bounce around for Mm -hmm. the outro. I, I really like the outro. I heard a lot of people really love the intro and I, I like the intro too, but for some reason I I like the outro, which I really liked outro crack. So maybe I just like outros. Yeah, maybe. Um, I love that you said that it is like bouncing around because it's totally how it kind of feels a little bit bouncy. Mm-hmm. And they have those like hi-hat drums that kind of sound like clapping, um, which really adds to that, that rhythm and that beat. Mm -hmm. It's very enjoyable to listen to. Um, There's also over the top of this, and you can really hear it at the beginning, is this crackling sound as if the song's being played from a record player, which I really like. And it reminds me of when we were like, oh, this song sounds like it's on a phonograph what song was that phonograph yeah (laughs) yeah like we were like there's this phonograph effect over it so again it's like they're experimenting with like vintage sound qualities too 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I remember when you said phonograph for the first time on the podcast, you're like, wait, is that too old? Like, is that too old? Right. Is it just vinyl? But you know, it's like the, the phonograph. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, not your typical record player. Right. But this one seems like vinyl more so than like the phonograph yeah. sound. I would say, yeah. I would say so. You're yeah. the one with an actual record player in this relationship. I am. So you would just know. packed it away. <gasps> All packed yeah. up. Exciting. Mm. Yeah. So this outro really brings you out of these slight somber feelings of your eyes tell. So it really is kind of bringing you out of it. The sound of it is elusive, kind of mm-hmm. reflective as if you've had this mental clarity uh, and it, I just think that is what an outro should do that, you know, you kind of have this, mm-hmm. oh, wow, it's it's like epiphany all coming together at this point. Yeah, definitely. Definitely get a little bit of that epiphany vibe. The mental clarity, I think, is mm-hmm. huge. Like the vibe of this song really contributes to that kind of fresh feeling. And it really does a great job of pulling us out of that somber super passionate ballad of your eyes tell by there's still a little bit in there you know but it has that again a little bit upbeat I wouldn't say super upbeat but just you know kind of calming feeling more Mm so yeah um there in this song has the distorted vocals from your eyes tell just like they did in outro crack and they had let go vocals this one has some from your eyes tell mm-hmm. um and they're kind of distorted over a piano and what it does in this sense with the song coming after your eyes tell is to me like really creates an echo of the song it's almost like you know mm-hmm. the song finished and it's yeah. just kind of still floating around in the ambiance of the room there. Yeah, yeah, but you're in this kind of uh, different in between state. space. Yeah. yeah, it's like not silence, but not like the full the full song. Um, and I also think that just because it ends with this instrumental distorted vocals, then it's easy to just restart the album from that point and go right back into the right back intro. Into it, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. So right. yeah. overall, um, I love all of the new songs that we got from this album. Um, I think Stay Gold is a super happy, super uplifting song. Um, and then I just cannot get over the beautiful lyrics and delivery of Your Eyes yeah. Tell and just how passionate and emotional of a song it is. Mm-hmm. It sounds so strange for me to say this because I really enjoyed Face Yourself, really mm-hmm. enjoyed Face Yourself. But when they released a new Japanese album, I wasn't all that excited for it. I was kind of like, oh, yeah, all right. You know, I'll listen to the songs, whatever. And of course, I fell in love with these songs and Mm -hmm. I've been listening to them. And I just don't understand why I'm not as excited for it as I would like a regular album, which kind of makes sense because there's not all new music. But the new music that is on this album is, of course, terrific i love stay gold and your eyes tell but also mm-hmm. outro the journey i like listen to that from time to time too now because i really do love it yeah and i listen to the intro because i i feel like this mm-hmm. i get this little like in a i, I love know, how little, different it is it's yeah. so different for them and they're just always exciting and changing things up and you know i I obviously stand like I really think BTS are just (laughs) incredible and I think you know they never disappoint no they don't and um yeah I just I'm happy that they put this album out I think maybe we just didn't feel the hype around it as much because we didn't know that they were going to do any promos or anything like that yeah that was really surprising You were in the morning that it came out you texted me and you're like so uh BTS put out an album and I was like um, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I have been like yeah. in a depre- quite a depressive state in the past mm. like couple weeks. And so I have not really been on social media like Stan Twitter at mm. all. And mm-hmm. so I feel like I was so out of the loop and you texted me that they put out a Japanese album. I'm like, where the fuck have I been? Clearly, <laughs> like just nowhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah, guys, we have to tell you that next week we will not have an episode for you because... I am going um, up to Chicago to house sit and dog sit for my parents while they are going to go and celebrate their 30th wedding anniversary. Um, So Mm -hmm. we won't be able to record because we'll be up there. And then you are, you have a 
bachelorette party? I have a bachelorette party, and then I'm also going to Yellowstone mm-hmm. the full week, and then I'm moving to Kansas City. So, <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot of stuff is coming up this this coming this coming week. So, mm-hmm. just wait, you know, be patient. We'll be back the following week after that. I don't know what day that is. That the first week yeah. of August, I guess, is mm-hmm. when we'll release our newer newest episode, which will probably be. The fanfic files is what we're yeah. thinking. Because mm-hmm. it was way too long, our gap between fanfic files last time and the previous one. And we just don't want to wait that much longer and we want to do the fanfic files again. Yeah, we're um, excited for it. Super excited. But thank you guys for being patient with us. It's a really crazy time um, in our lives, especially Bethany getting ready to move and I'm start so a new excited, job. And I know, it's so exciting. I'm, but you know, I'm like in this kind of... Uh, reflective moment of my life right now Mm -hmm. and it's been really really fun to kind of just think about all of what's gone on these past couple months with being unemployed and just kind of how tough it was and I learned a lot about myself so it's I'm in this transitional moment of my life and that's just exciting for me I live for that I feel like these uh these songs can really speak to you right now. I think so too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm so proud of you and I'm so happy for you. And I, I know how hard this whole time of unemployment has been on you. And I just am so happy that you are out of it and that you're like, you've made it through and you're already able to like, look back and be like, Oh, look how I grew. I I think that's incredible. Lots of self growth that went Mm -hmm. on. Yeah. 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 I'm excited to be with you. I I still like, can't believe it. It's not real. Together at all for the existence of the podcast. Never, never, never. We've never lived in the same city the entire time that we've been doing this podcast. And you know what? Like, I don't even, what are we going to do? Like, Uh, yeah, that's what I was (sighs) kind of thinking. Like, how is it going to change? But I'm sure the podcast will change to some extent since we'll be in the same. I don't even know if we're going to, are we going to try to record together or we're going to have to completely change our setup or adapt our setup to be able to do just one mic. Are we going to just be together and use two mics? You know, just wow. Lots to think about. There is a lot to think about there, but it's very exciting. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're just, we're ready to be in the same city. I can't believe it. Yay. Yay. (laughs) All right, guys. Um, Thank you for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode or if you've enjoyed any of our previous episodes, there's a few things that you can do uh, for us to let us know. First of all, you could write a review on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, um, wherever you listen also, but it just really helps us go up the charts. It helps like sponsors find us. Like every time you guys write a review is more of a chance that we can get a sponsorship, which is huge to us and means so much to us. Um, You guys write really sweet amazing things and we are so grateful and thankful that we have such an incredible community of iconics here um you guys can also give us a voice message on our website anchor.fm slash standing bts or you can email us or you can dm us on instagram or twitter and of course links for all of those things can be found in the description in the description thanks for listening and thanks for standing bts